Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Oh man, what a day, what a day. All right, so the I felt like after that movie, I was listening to the homily that I intended to preach, listening to all of you guys share. Um, it's just so amazing how the Holy Spirit lines these things up, right? Like, it's just, it's, it's as if God's real. You know, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing how all this works. And uh, it was just so beautiful. It was so, so, so beautiful. You know, one of the things that I think should be growing in, uh, that we should be growing in awareness of at this point in our journey in this uh, TOB2 course, the title of which is what? TOB1 is Head and Heart Immersion. TOB2 is what? Into the Deep. Into the Deep. That this is not just simply about going deeper into the TOB catechesis, which it is, and it's not just simply about going deeper into Christ's heart, which it is. It's, it's about going into the deep, <laughs> into the deep. And I think if, if, if we weren't really aware of it before this afternoon, I think we're all in touch with it now, that, that we, we are being invited into the depths of us, into the depths of our story, into the depths of where we've been hurt, into the depths of where, of where we've been alienated from God. We're, we're being invited into those depths. And, and while we're here this week, you know, I, I've enjoyed so many wonderful conversations with many of you just about like, how it's, it's being here at BlackRock, listening to Christopher and Bill teach, being with this kind of community of people, it's like we really begin to taste, uh, as Nacho Libre says, taste the glory. We're tasting the glory. We're tasting the glory. We're catching a glimpse. We're catching glimpses of the promised land. We're catching glimpses of what it could like if my heart was uncrumpled, right? We come here with a, a vague awareness of how crumpled we are, and as we sit in these classes, we, as we take notes, as we listen to, to the teaching, as it affects our hearts, we begin to sense like, yeah, oh my gosh, the beauty of the uncrumpling, how amazing that will be. But something happens right in that space, right in that space. We have a sense of the glory. Speaking of the glory, I want, I want to share this story. And maybe you've heard this story uh, it, it, it's about France of Assisi, and like a lot of France of Assisi stories, whether or not it's true, it doesn't matter. It should be true if this story isn't true. <laughs> the story goes like this, that shortly after Francis received a stigmata, you may have heard this, shortly after he received a stigmata, he asked the Lord, Lord, I want to taste as much as, po- much as humanly possible the love that moved you, the Son of God, to become flesh, to take on suffering for us to redeem us. I want to taste as much as possible to experience in my own heart as much as possible the love that moved you to do that. And the Lord responded and said to Francis, you can't handle it. (laughs) Which is so great. Francis comes back and says, no, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Let me taste it. And again, the Lord says, you can't handle it. And so the Lord says, all right, I will send to you the smallest angel from the lowest choir holding the smallest violin to play one note for you. Francis is in a coma for four days after that. What does that mean? I don't freaking know. But like, what? 
whatever he experienced, it just means that like the glory that is awaiting us, is, it's beyond our capacity to fathom. It's beyond our capacity to fathom. And I think part of what is so good about being here is we taste that, we catch a glimpse of it, and we want it. We want it. We want Easter Sunday. We want it, we want it, we want it. But what enters in, we get so scared of the fact that it costs us everything to get there. Right? Jesus in this gospel, like the gospel that Deacon Keith started reading, like that would have been a much more enjoyable gospel. But the gospel Jesus proclaims to us today is you got to hate your mom, hate your dad, hate your family, hate yourself, hate your life, and then you got to take up your cross, and, and then you can be my disciple. It's like, oh gosh, praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that, right? It's intense. He's, he's inviting us. He's inviting us to He's inviting us to pass through the narrow way, the only way, which is the cross, which is not the place of God forsakenness. It's the place where love is poured out. He's saying, come to this place. Come to this place. We get scared. We get scared. This is what we've been talking about these past couple days. We get scared to go there. We get scared of what it will actually cost us to let Jesus uncrumple the paper of our lives. I was brought back as I was praying with some of these scriptures, as I was praying with this, I was brought back to uh, my seminary days. And uh, probably like a lot of my brother priests, when you're in the seminary, you kind of tend to sit in the same spot in the chapel. Is that true for you guys? Yeah, you kind of tend to sit in the same spot. You get your spot, like we do here, right? You get your spot, and you kind of settle in. And one of the spots that I had for evening prayer was in the back right corner of the chapel, which gave me a really good view of this one beautiful stained glass window we had in our chapel um, of the Good Shepherd, who is approaching this sheep who had gotten caught in this thorn bush. So the sheep is all tangled up in this thorn bush. He's got his two little hooves sticking out of the thorn bush because the good shepherd Jesus has got his hands on the sheep's, um, I was going to say arms, but they don't have arms. <laughs> his, his legs? His legs. Legs? Forearms? Four legs. Like forearms, but four legs? Doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Those body parts. He's got his. He's got him gripped, and he's pulling. And there's this like slight expression on the sheep's face of like terror, of terror. And I, 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 I meditated on that window so many hours, so many years in the seminary. It's like that sheep wandered into a place of immense pain. And I'm sure as he initially fell into it, the thorns they dug in, and it was initially shocking and painful, and he probably struggled to get out of it. The more he struggled, the deeper they dug in. And he finally got to a point where, like, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to stop fighting it. I'm just going to give in to the fact that this is where I am, and this is where I have to be. I can't extricate myself from this place. And then all of a sudden, one day, this shepherd comes along who'd been looking for him. More on that tomorrow in the homily. This shepherd comes along. And he grabs him by the arms and he begins to pull him out. And I just could hear the sheep because I could hear it in my own heart as the Lord was drawing me into deeper places in seminary formation, all that, that purgative way, just this, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. That hurts. Just stop. Stop pulling. Stop pulling. Just let me be here. Let me stay here. I think there's I think there's more than just one of us who's here this week who despite hearing the glory 
despite conceiving of what a life of uncrumpled paper, despite tasting it, there is still a place in our hearts that says, I don't know if I'm willing to suffer that cost. Jesus says in the gospel, before you do a thing, you calculate the cost. And I think there's some of us who are still afraid. I don't know if I'm willing to pay that price, how painful it will be. I don't know if it's worth it. It's going to be too painful to go there. Back to those memories, back to those, with great reverence, those places of trauma, back to that abuse, to go back to that breakup, to go back to that bullying, to go back to that loneliness, that those memories of such deep isolation, such deep self-hatred. I don't know if I want to go back there. Those places feel so God-forsaken. Like in my memory, when I think about it, into those deeps, when I go into those places, they just feel so God-forsaken. Like the reason why they hurt, the reason why they stay with us is they're places where we weren't met with love. It's where we got stuck in the bush, the thorn bush. Now that movie just, oh my gosh, right? There's all these places in our story where we were hoping and desiring to be met with love and we weren't. And the enemy whispers and he plants lies in those places. Into the deep, Jesus beckons us. He's wanting to go there. Here's the thing. When we talk about the redemption of our our bodies, the redemption of our souls, the redemption of our memories, the redemption of our person, these healing of memories, this integration of Christ into my story, right? That like a healed memory is not a memory that just is like finally gone and I can move on from. Like we've got these painful memories and I think a lot of us just want that memory to be gone. I don't want it to be there anymore. That's not a healed memory. The healing that we actually are seeking, the healing that Jesus wants to give is a memory where where there wasn't love, we now experience that as a place of love. Like we don't, have to, we don't have to go through this very difficult, arduous mental thing where we have to try and bring God into this place. He's already there. He's already there. He's already waiting for us in those places that feel God forsaken because that's what he did on the cross. Right On the cross, he went to the place of God forsakenness and put God, he put love, he put communion where there wasn't any. In your heart, you carry these places in you, these places of God forsakenness, a lack of love, a lack of communion. Guess what? That's called hell. He already went there and he's waiting there for you. He's waiting there for you. Like in the movie when after his dad shook him real hard, Older Rusty is there to meet little Rusty. When older Rusty was in that place, love wasn't waiting for him there. Like in that scene in the movie, he is, he is Jesus. He is Jesus in that pain, most painful of places. He pours love into that place. Friends, I know these are very tender, very sensitive places in our own hearts. Like Jesus is inviting us into the deeps, not because he wants to poke us there. (sighs) He's inviting us there so that he can put love there. 
that he can redeem those places. That's who he is. He's the redeemer. He wants to, he wants to put love there. Where there wasn't love, he wants to put love, which requires courage. Like, Lord, when I go back to those places, will you be there? And he says, yes, I'm already waiting there. I'm already there. And I want you to see how I responded when that awful thing happened. I want you to see what I was intending to do when that thing happened, when you felt that. You need to see where I am in those places. This is not the work of just fantasy. This is, this is, this is real Christian spirituality. This is the reality that, that our God who is outside of space and time has accompanied you in every moment of your story. He's been with you. And the work of integrating like the message of divine mercy into your story is, is the work of going back to those places to begin to see and experience the love that you didn't see and experience when it was happening. He's there. He's there. He's there. That's what, that's the cost. It's worth it. It's worth it to go into those places as scary as it might seem to be pulled out of that thorn bush. It is worth it to go into those places. It's worth it to take the time to do this work as scary as it is. It's worth it because healing and redemption is real. Jesus did not come to give us coping mechanisms. We know this. We know this, but do we know this? It's real. So let us, let us allow him in the silence here, just a few moments of silence, to show us where he wants to go into our story. Like the little boy, the little girl. There are tears, there are very old tears in us that have yet to be cried. There are places in us that are still waiting to be embraced. There's a little boy, there's a little girl who's waiting to be defended, who's waiting to be seen, who's waiting to be loved. As painful as it is, it is worth it. It is worth it.